Today's podcast is brought to you by the good folks over at Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So just for being a listener to today's podcast, we're going to give you a free trial. Go over to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. You go there, you're going to get a free trial. It's two free MP3s of your master. Um, check it out. Let me know what you think about it. Also, tell Lander um, that we sent you. Uh, once again, that's Lander.com, L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S O D D. So for this week's podcast, um, last week we talked about A and R's and we got a, a lot of good feedback um, and actually made some connections with people that will uh, eventually be on this podcast to talk with you guys a little bit more about um, the A and R world and uh, their their take on what's going on in that direction. Uh, today I wanted to kind of shift gears. I know I promised you a, a guest uh, last week. Um, we will get that guest going. We just had some scheduling conflicts, but uh, we will make sure that we get that um, up and running. But I, I did want to make sure that I talk with you about something important today. Uh, so, you know, before I really give out the topic uh, for today, I wanted to ask, you know, a, a question for everybody. Uh, where do you listen to your music? And and that's me pausing for effect. But I want, I want to ask that because um, it's one of those things where... It's it's a real question, you know, like, where do you listen to your music? Are, are you listening on iTunes? Are you listening on Spotify? Um, are you on your, your favorite blog? Are you on Straight Out the Den? Are you on Tidal, you know, SoundCloud, Audio Mac? Um, where are you listening to new music? Um, and, and the reason why I ask that question, because it's going to lead into the topic of discussion today, right? And so today, I, I just want to really convey the message of why you shouldn't just post your music on one in one place, right? Um, now, there's this age-old, um, I guess, myth, if you want, um, that you want to have everything in one centralized place. And I'm here to say that that's really the old way of of, of thinking and the old way of distributing your music. Uh, there's no doubt at all now that we are a very digital age and we are a very... Um, internet savvy world that's what we live in now right there's no more hand to hand with cds like we do see that you know from here here and there but for the most part there there's no more hand in hand cd type things there's no more um there's very limited interaction face to face which is something that i think we should definitely focus on getting back but you know and until i we really can do that there. We have to kind of work in what's going on right now. Right. Um, what really got me thinking about this and, and some other things I, I, over the week, I, I've seen a lot of interviews and, and I happen to see uh, Timbaland, the producer, he was on, on a couple of interviews and he was just talking about, you know, not getting caught in that, you know, in the nineties, basically, right. In the nineties ways of doing things and really evolving uh, with the times and, and making sure that he gets some youth um, around him. And, and, you know, so he can make sure that his sound is still refreshing. And, and you know, the producer and me loved the conversation, but I also thought about you guys and how can I really convey that message to you and, and interpret it the best way. And, and it got me to thinking about, you know, just kind of changing that model. Now it, it used to be a time where your music was, pretty much one place it was on cd you know right and, and of course we are far and, and beyond that point right there's hardly any cd retail places if you go into best buy best buy might have a rap section that that is two rows um and for cds in general it may only be you know six or seven rows for cds if you're lucky so 
CDs are just not what's going on any, anymore, right? It, it's just, it's, it's almost a, an extinct technology. It's still there, it's hanging on, but it's almost out the door completely, right? Um, you know, me, honestly, I still love CDs. I, I'm, I'm the type of person where I like to buy a CD in, and it's something about ripping open that plastic and reading through the, the credits that I, I love. And, and, you know, that's that part is kind of hard for me to move away from. But, you know, just I sell that to say that we're we're in a new in a new age, so you have to kind of keep that in mind and and what's going on right now, right? And so with our conversation last week talking about um, how the internet really influenced um, the the shifting of gears for A and R's, and you know that that door being pretty much slammed closed, and now everybody wants to be an A and R, and everybody thinks that they're an A and R. You know, it kind of makes everything different and difficult uh, to really have qualified people in those positions. Um, but sticking back, you know, going back to what we're talking about here and why you shouldn't put your music all in one place. So I asked that question at the very beginning, you know, how do you listen to your music or where do you listen to your music? Um, I'm I'm almost certain that the, the bulk of you, um, if you are an artist, you, you probably said SoundCloud, Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music. One of those, right? That's for the most part where you listen to your music. And, and, and those are, are great. Um, but at, at some point in time, you know, this this whole theory of, oh, I just want my music to be in one centralized place so everybody can get it. I want to drive traffic to my website and, and I want my music only to be on my website. And you know what? That that I understand. And that's great if you can get to a point to do that. Right. Well, the, the biggest news right now is pretty much Kanye West and him talking about, you know, if he this week, if you're paying attention in the news, he's changed his album title um, from Swish to uh, Waves. Um, he even got into a spat with Wiz Khalifa recently. This just happened. Um, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. I thought that was pretty funny. But um, he's been in the news a lot lately with dropping new music and making changes. And someone of his stature can literally say, you know what? Waves, February 11th, KanyeWest.com only. He has the clout to do that. He has the marketability. He has that the brand. He's built his his foundation up enough to say that, you know what? I'm exclusively releasing music on my site only. Now, there's nothing wrong with you thinking that way, but you have to be realistic here when you're talking about real deal numbers and, and real life numbers and really trying to make some conversions and, and turn your... Um, your online presence to real dollar amounts, right? So if you're somebody that's just starting out, you're early in your career, this is going to be kind of difficult for you to release music exclusively on your site. Now, you can do that. That's not a problem. You can take that route. You can you can build your website to where your music will only, um, your, your site can handle a, a music player or you're using something like Square Squarespace or, you know, something that has a built in music player, you can do that. And, and all of those things are definitely helpful and, and you can make that work for you. But the challenge that you're going to run into doing that is that who was to say that I'm going to go to your website? If, if you're a new artist, I don't know you. Why would I go to your website? Ask those questions like this is just very honest conversation. Um, why would I me? We're talking to me. I'm, my name's Jay, Jay Good is straight out of there. Why would I go to your website to listen to your music? Why would I do that? What, what's my incentive to go to your website and listen to your music? 
And me, I, I run I run a website that, that I post music daily. So if you send me an email and tell me like, hey, you um, check out my music. Uh, it's on my website. I go to your website and there's a, a player that's on your website. I can't embed it. I can't do anything. What what gives me the incentive to post your music if I, I can't? I can't skim through it. I can't do anything. Why, why would I take the time out to figure out how to embed your music on my site or put a link to your site for my music without a relationship or anything like that? What gives me the incentive? And, and I ask you these questions because these are real life questions that you should be asking yourself before you go down that path. Right. And so thinking of that exclusivity and, and all of those are, are is great. And you definitely want to get to that point. But if you're not at that point where you have a brand where you can put that out there then you might want to rethink your strategy, right? And, and when I say brand to put things out there like that, if we're talking hip hop, there's only about mm, maybe maybe three to, to five people that can do that and get away with it. Uh, of course, like I said, Kanye West, he's an artist that has a brand out there and he has great awareness and great presence um, that he can do that. And there's enough... Um, there's enough anticipation to do something like that. So you have a Kanye West, I think, can get away with it. Of course, Jay-Z can get away with it. Um, before he dropped this Compton album, I think uh, Dr. Dre could have got away with something like that. Um, who else? Maybe Lil Wayne. I mean, the anticipation uh, for this Carter Five album has been kind of through the roof. People, a lot, a lot of controversy has been around the project, and you know him and Baby and all of this. So maybe he can do something like that, where hey, this album is exclusive only on my website. Um, this is the only way you can get it. He can probably get away with it. There's a project that's you know. Um, Outside of that, I, you know, I'll even go as far as saying, you know, to give somebody kind of new um, and there is maybe Kendrick. If, if Kendrick was to drop a new project, which I, I don't know if he's working, you know, but if him and if Kendrick and J. Cole was to finally put out that combined project and they say the only way you can get it is going to Kendrick and I don't know if that website is this, but if that website did exist. And they said, this is the only way you can get our album. You got to go here to get it. And it's going to be ten dollars. This is it then yeah the anticipation is there for it. they've built up that they've they've worked very hard and to build recognizable brands and, and the music has also you know spoke for itself and, and there's anticipation real life anticipation for a project and this is it you got to get it from here so um, you got to keep all those things in mind if you if you're not ready to put in a budget to build that type of anticipation and, and, and if i'm talking to you more than likely you're an artist that are in the very early stages of your career, then you got to be very realistic with yourself, right? So maybe that exclusivity is not necessarily the best thing for you. Now, now there, there are ways to get around this. Maybe do um, only drop it on your site for the first 24 hours. Try to get as much traction to your site as you possibly can. Um, try to get, you know, email subscribers, all of that. That That's a smarter plan. Um, you know, do it for a short period of time and then, from there, go and put it on, on all of your websites. That that can definitely help out if you want to do exclusive releases. But to solely put it on your website, who's going to pick it up? You know, the world is all about blogs right now, right? Blogs are the new A&R, in my opinion. So if you can't put your music up on, on these sites, then what's the incentive? Like, why would I do it? Do it? So you want me to buy your album, then if I upload it, to whatever music service that I'm using and then put it on, on my site, 
do I, is that what you want me to do? Uh, and, and there's, I can definitely do that, but what gives me the incentive to want to do that? And if I do that, then am I helping you out or am I hurting you? Because I basically let everybody else hear the album for free, um, <laughs> without having to go to your site. So they're bypassing your site to come to my site to listen to your music. So these are things that you should be really thinking about and trying to figure out, is it really beneficial for you to do it that, that way as an exclusive uh, deal? So I, I do want to kind of go over one of those, you know, a few myths um, with dealing with just posting your music in one place, right? So I know, I know, I, I get it. The world is all about numbers. You want to make it seem like you're, you're you know, you have these, 10,000 listens on a song and 20,000 listens here and all of that. I know you want um you want to get all of that going, right? You you want to make sure that you have all of those numbers and it want to look huge and it want want people to feel like, man, this dude or this girl is really moving um in the streets, you know, and and really um have a, a real audience, right? So that's the number one myth. You want those numbers to look good. So you put it on one thing, like you might only put your music on SoundCloud because you want to see those numbers go up, 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 and up, and up, right? Or you may want to put it on that pip and, and see that number go up and up and up, right? So ask yourself this. If I only put my music on one streaming service, is that is that really smart? Everything's in one place. Everything's uniform. You can go here, listen to my SoundCloud, and hear all of my music. Is that really helping you besides the numbers, right? In my opinion, no, it's it's not really going to help you out at all. Um, the only thing it's going to show is that, oh, man, you got 20,000 listens. Well, what what's, you know, what about that person that doesn't listen to SoundCloud? What about that person that doesn't have audio Mac or, you know, never goes to DatPiff or never goes to live mixtapes or don't have, you know, a title subscription or Apple Music or Spotify for that matter? Um I'm saying all that to say is that you should be focusing on putting your music as in many places as you possibly can early on in your career. Your music should be everywhere. Simply, simply as can be. The simply way that I can put it is your music should be everywhere. You should have um, a SoundCloud account. You should have an Audio Mac account, MixCloud, DatPiv, Live Mix Tapes, even if you're on the indie uh, Live Mix page. Um, Make sure you upload your music. If, you, if you're doing a real album, put your album um, available on Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, all of those streaming services that are, that people have to pay for. Spend that, that money to make sure that your music is on all of those places. Um, there is a, a, a huge list of like personal streaming music sites um, that and on-demand streaming music sites. There's a website, and I'll definitely make sure I include that. Um, in the show notes so you can find it but it was a pretty good website there here that um had a list of of a lot of different streaming services i was kind of surprised that it was this many uh but of course you know you got youtube and and, and Bandcamp um that you want to make sure that you use but on top of those those are like the big the big streaming services but you have stuff like noise trade and of course google music and orbcaster Sony Music, Tube Radio, there, there's so many different stores and social media outlets that you can use, uh, just hear it, um, and the list kind of goes on and on, TuneIn, uh, iHeartRadio, um, Stitcher, there, there's so much stuff that you can put your music on, right, um, but you got to get your stuff out there because there's different audiences in all of these places, there are people that right now to this day, 
may have never heard of SoundCloud. And I know SoundCloud is a huge company. Uh, so to believe that they haven't heard of it, it might be, you know, it, it may not click in your head that somebody hasn't heard of that. But what about that person that only knows about Audio Mac and your music is not on Audio Mac? Your music should be in every community that music exists. It has to be. That's the only way. And it's something that it may take a little time early on initially. But if you take the time out to put your music in all those places, what happens is this thing called um, it's, it's SEO, um, search engine optimization. And I'm not a genius in that at, by all means. But to, to really simplify things for you, when have you ever release a song and you go and type it in Google to see who all has your song, right? Um, you type your song and you say, oh, okay, let me go to this website. And, and, and this is just a quick side note. Um, I stumbled on something just then saying that um, if you want to know who posts your music, um, because everybody may not post something on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that, go into Google or Yahoo, whatever search engine that you're using and type your name and the name of the song. And what you should do is go to each one of those websites and comment on those pages and make sure it's a sincere comment, a sincere thank you or um, just an acknowledgement that you see that they posted your music. Uh, that goes a long way. Let me tell you, as somebody who's a blogger himself, that's how relationships start. If I see that you're commenting on, on pages or even replying back to emails saying like, hey, thanks for posting this. That's how relationships start. You tend to remember the people that said that are appreciative of you posting your music. You have to remember that most bloggers and most people that run websites, they're doing it in their spare time. They're really doing it for the love of, of, of the music and, you know, and journalism. And so you, what you have to remember is that most of them are not getting paid early on. Like, you know, now I, I am blessed to have sponsors and stuff like that. So I'm able to get some money here and there for our website. But. Early on, there was nothing. That was literally me just taking the time out to write and in, in hopes that, you know, I would write something that would encourage people to, you know, find your music and like your music. But this was strictly like just for the love of, of everything that we're doing here. And so what you have to remember is that you're dealing with people that this is almost like a second or third job for them. And it is a job because there, it takes time out of your day to really conduct and, and do, you know, some good journalism. Right. And so if you go by and, and you search and you see these sites that are posting your stuff, go and comment. I guarantee it's going to start a relationship. They're going to remember the artists that are thanking them for posting their music. And that's going to open up dialogue. And once you start opening up dialogue, now you have a, you, you're starting to build a rapport with that writer. And now they remember you. So now when an email comes out and it's, you know, uh, rapper ABC, well, hey, I, I recognize ABC because he's always commenting on the site. She's always, you know, telling me thank you. I, I remember those names. So now I'm a little more amp to open up your email. And I know we're, we're kind of going off on a tangent here, but I do want to make sure I, I express this stuff to you because it's, it's some very vital information. How many of you realize that out of the hundreds of emails that bloggers get a day, sometimes your email will never get open, never get open. And it has nothing to do with who you are, um, how great your music is or how bad your music is. It has simply to do with relationships number one time and availability is number two so let me tell you just me personally how i i go through emails 
Every day I, I, I wake up and I look at emails. I start my day looking at emails. So if I have 200 unread messages in my inbox, the first thing I'm going to do is my, my inbox is um, sign, the way that it's set up is, you know, the most recent at the top, um, most recent unread at the top all the way down to the bottom to the, you know, the, um, past unread. So if I'm at the top, I start at the top and I look at the from line. If I don't recognize anyone's name on the front line, that's, that's the first thing I do. I open up my email and I look at the from line and I scan through 200 emails to see, is it from anybody that I know? If it's from somebody that I know, I'm going to open up that email first. Why? It's all about a weeding out process. You, you guys have to understand how many emails bloggers go through on a daily basis. It's, it's exhausting to be 100% honest with you. Um, everybody and their mom is a rapper now. So everybody's trying to get put on. Everybody's trying to make sure that, you know, think that their music deserves to get heard over, over everybody else's. This is an ongoing cycle that happens all the time. So you have to figure out a process with this. If you don't, then you'll be reading emails forever. All right. And so I'm just telling you what I do. I can't speak for everybody else. This is what I do. So I go through and I scan. It. If I see a name that I recognize, I open up that email. Um, if I don't recognize a name, then, you know, I keep going. So once I scan through, if, if there's nothing that I see anybody named that I, I don't recognize, I start at the top and now I'm looking at subject lines. I look and see if your subject line is something that makes sense or if it's something that's dumb. It's just you, you know, any anything that's if it's a lot of cursing in it. I'm probably not going to open your email. I, I, we've had this episode before. You guys can go back and look at them. Um, you, you, if you don't know me and I don't know you, then keep some type of professional courtesy going on. Even if that's the name of the song, like you got to have some type of professional courtesy. You don't know who's opening up your emails. All right. So your email is essentially your business card. So if you hand me an ugly business card, it's not going in my wallet. Simply put, so if your subject line is ugly or, you know, um, it's not enticing, then it's probably going to get trashed or it's going to be left as unread, right? Waiting for somebody on the team to open up that email. So that's how it goes. You know, sad to say, but that's that's really how it is. You know, when you have so many emails going through, this thing happens. I know I just went on like a, a five minute tangent on that, but I felt that that was important. The reason why we even got on that was because of searching in Google, right? And so this is what happens. If you have a song called, we'll use rapper A, song is called Cadillac, all right? So if you search in Google, rapper A, song Cadillac, it's going to bring up everything, right? And so what's genius about that, if, if you go and put your music on every site that's available, then guaranteed every site, these are sites that, that have reputations, um, and they've been around for a while, so their stuff is going to be up toward the top. So if you type in um, your song and, and it's on SoundCloud, Audio Mac, Dat Piff, Live Mixtape, those are probably going to be like the first four or five things that you see there because they built a reputation. Well, what's good about that is because now when somebody else type or search for your song, now they're seeing it in more than one place. Now it's like, oh, there's there's a better chance of them finding it. Now, if your song is only on your website and somebody goes searching for your song, then more than likely if your website hasn't built a serious fan base yet or it hasn't built a serious um, SEO uh, reputation, then you're probably going to have it. It's going to be four or five pages back. And if you're like me, 
you probably are not going past page two or three on Google to find an article. You're just not going to do it. You're going to look on that first page, maybe look at the top three. Um, if it's not on the top three, you're probably you may change one of your words, what you wrote in there, your, your search history. You may change something about it, but you're not going to go digging through page seven to find an article. You're just not going to do that unless you're just heavy into research and you got a lot of time on your hands. Right. So with that being being said, if you put your music on various numbers of, of uh, streaming services, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, SoundCloud, Audio Mac, just use the example right now, right? Kanye West released a song, No More Friends in L.A. We're using Kanye West because that's the topic of discussion today. So if you go right now, if you want to pause this podcast, definitely do so. And go and just type in your Google engine, uh, search engine, Kanye West, No More Parties in L.A. What you're going to find is not only are you going to find different websites uh, that posted Kanye West, no more, no more party in L.A. You're going to find all of the places that have it, all the streaming services that have it. So you're going to see SoundCloud. You're going to see his website. You're going to see um, iTunes if the song is available. You're going to see all the blogs that posted it. Right. That's huge because now your song can be found anywhere it's not just found one place and you as a new artist you need your music to be out there and readily available for anybody that wants to listen and the best way that they consume your music is by going to their place that they like to listen to music and finding it if they like to listen to music going through youtube then you need to make sure that your song is on youtube with the album cover yeah, you might not have a video just yet. That's fine. But get the album cover, make a little small three minute video with the song playing and post it on YouTube. Now, if it's on YouTube now, YouTube is huge. So imagine if your song is trying, you're somebody searching your song and it's on YouTube. They can find it. Now it's, it's so many different places now because people are taking those embeds and they're moving them over to different places. The other thing reason why you, you want to make sure that you have your, your songs and your music in more than one place is because, like I said before, blogs are the new A&R, right? And so with, with knowing that blogs are the new A&R, then your goal is to get on as many blogs as possible. That's what you want. So if I'm a blog, me, my preference is SoundCloud. I absolutely love SoundCloud. I pay for the subscription service. And so with that being said, most of the artists that I post on my site, they have their music on SoundCloud. And if they don't, then, you know, uh, you know, I may accept Bandcamp or um, Audio Mac. Those are my the, the three that I, I typically tend to lean toward. And of course, if there's an album um, for sale, I usually use uh, Spotify uh, because I want you to be able to stream the music and hear the music. Right. Um, so with that being said. There may be another website that's preference is Audio Mac. And so if that's their preference, if your song is not on Audio Mac, then you may be missing out on an opportunity to get your music posted because they like using Audio Mac. Um, if they like using that PIF, then you might be missing out on that opportunity. You know, it, the, the list goes on and on. I'm saying all that to say that if you have options out there and you're giving people options when you send out your email, saying like, hey, here's the audio Mac link, here's the SoundCloud link, here's the website link, use whichever one you want to use. That's cool. Now, now you're making it into a way where you're eliminating the option of no. We had a podcast on that. Scroll back up to the top and find that one as well. But you're giving people two options like, hey, Use A or use B. 
I don't care which one you use because you're listening to the music. If you use B, that's cool. I'm getting more numbers on SoundCloud. If you use A, then I'm getting more numbers on AudioMac. No one cares about the numbers. Those numbers are good. Yes, they will help you um, navigate towards some stuff and, and help you get into some doors. But at the end of the day, you want people to hear your music. If they're hearing your music, then the people will be your real judge, right? Those numbers can be bought and people can see through numbers. What's really going to show if I'm, if I'm an executive, right. And I have the option to sign, uh, I'm, I'm going to sign an artist tonight. I'm either going to sign an artist offline or I'm going to sign an artist that, you know, at a show. So if, if I'm looking right now, I have a contract and I got to give it to one person and I'm looking at these guys numbers, right? So I see one, you know, rapper, a, Oh, that their single has, Two million, you know, views on on YouTube or two million views on SoundCloud, right? Two two million listens. Uh, rapper B has one million listens, right? So it's like you know, you would think the obvious choice is to go with you know rapper A. He has double the listens as, as rapper B. Now, if I do a follow up and go to rapper's A show, and I get to his show, it's a paid show, and I see a hundred people show up. Thing like, all right, cool, that's pretty good. You know, 100 people, there's 2 million plays. You got 100 people to show up to a show, that's pretty good. But if I go to Rapper B's show and he has a thousand people showing up, I could care less about the million plays on SoundCloud. What I do care about is the fact that this guy got a thousand people to come out to his show and pay to come out to his show. I'm gonna sign him. Because he's did the groundwork. He he's not just living online. He's actually going out here performing, and and he's touching the people. Those are the real numbers. The real numbers are the people that show up to your show, not the amount of listens on your SoundCloud. Like I said, numbers can be bought. You're not paying a thousand people to come up and show up at your show. You might pay somebody to retweet your song or um, some type of service to generate some false numbers. Those can be paid, but you're not going to be able to pay that many people to show up to your show at a paid show. Now, free shows, we're talking about something else. But to get people to come out to a paid show, they got to come out of the pocket. And I don't know if, if you have that type of budget where you can pay that many people just to show up to your show. That may not be worth your time. You come out better using that money and figuring out a better way to market yourself than to pay that many people to come out to your show. So keep that in, in consideration. Stop worrying about those numbers on SoundCloud and those numbers on Audio Mac and that piff and all of that. Make sure yourself is everywhere. You don't have to be that exclusive. You can work toward exclusivity, like get to the point to where you can actually really say that, hey, I want my music only to be on this one place, and this is the only place you can get it. Remember a couple of years back when Jay-Z um, released Magna Carta Holy Grail, right? When he released that album, he released it through a, an, an app, you know, Samsung. It was a big deal. You know, the app crashed. It was all of that. You guys remember the story. But when he released that project, you said the only way you can get it is you had to download the sound, Samsung app, and get the album so he made it exclusive but jay-z has a huge brand you everybody on this planet for the most part that has any form of technology know who jay-z is right and so with that type of awareness and that type of of presence here you can do things like that but until you reach that status then you might want to rethink how you're you're doing stuff now if you're an artist that feel like you want to try that out by all means go i could be completely wrong but i would love to hear your results 
I would definitely love to hear your results and let me know what happened. You know, you can always come in on this. You can email us at podcast at straight out the den. I want to hear from you and, and see how that worked out for you. And and definitely you can come on the podcast and share with the, the fans of the podcast and the listeners to give them some better insight. But from my experience, that's a hard thing to do when you don't have a real fan base. So keep that in mind. Um that's it for for that today. Like I said, I just wanted to make sure I got straight to the point um, on on those things. So you know, just just to recap, in a sense, uh, don't believe those myths of you know those numbers because those numbers can be bought. Numbers um, are not always you know you know that saying that men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Well, numbers can definitely lie um, if they're being bought. So don't worry about those numbers being huge put your music everywhere that it can be heard and make sure you know where your music is going so you can you know dictate who's listening to what and knowing those stats and things of that nature um make sure that if you're going to do exclusive releases on your site uh do it for only a short period of time and then release it everywhere else so that way people have the opportunity to listen um to your music um and make the choice whether or not they want to buy it. You know, you want to give people options nowadays. We're just in a digital age where all it takes is one person to hear it, buy it, download it, upload it. And now it's free for everybody. So um, rather than, you know, rather than shooting yourself in the foot like that, make sure you plan well for that and build your way up to that exclusivity where you can do things exactly how you want to do them. And it works in your favor and your fans favors as well. Um, also remember that by having your music on different sites, it helps with SEO. SEO is search engine optimization. Um, the more places that your music is, the, the better it'll be on, on Google. When you type stuff in, they'll find your music is in multiple places and you can use that and work that to your benefit. Right. Um, but that's it. Like I said before, um, if you guys have any uh, questions, feel free to send those in to us at podcast at straight out the den. Um, and, and speaking of questions, uh, we do have a couple of questions from our uh, listeners that I want to get across. But before I do that, I want to remind you guys about our sponsor for today's podcast, Lander. Uh, they are based in Montreal, Canada, and they're the world's first intelligent drag and drop instant mastering service. So I'll break down exactly what that is very quickly. Uh, just like how we said you're using with SoundCloud and all of that, there's drag and drop technology where you literally find your song on your desktop, drag it over to their app or into the website, and it'll start the process of uploading your music automatically. Once it uploads the music, it goes through this algorithm. There's a lot of stuff. There is magic that, that happens. It's, it's a little technology. Um, and then you start get a chance to preview your master. You can hear how it sounds um, before and how it sounds mastered. And from there, you can simply click save and it'll save to your desktop um, or it'll save in, in the app itself. And you can save it to your desktop. Excuse me. Very simple process. It doesn't take long, depending on your Internet speed. It can take up to five, three to five minutes. Sometimes, depending on the length of the song, it may even take even shorter time than that. Um, but it's definitely worth it. I use it all the time. I am a user of it. I'm not just trying to sell you guys something. I actually use it and I'm happy with it. You know, we're, we're talking to artists more than likely right now. So if you're an artist and there's a good chance that you're on a limited budget, you may want to check it out. It definitely helps with the quality of your music and you'll range up there with professionals and you'll do it at, at a cheaper rate. And, and it's still good quality, right? So if you want that free trial, go to lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D for straight out the den, of course. And uh, once you do that, tell me, tweet me, let me know. Let's say, hey, 
um, straight out the den. Thank you for recommending Lander. I hate it or I love it. I guarantee you more than likely going to like it and love it. So, um, but I, I want to hear from you and, and tweet Lander too and let them know that straight out the den sent you. Uh, so, like I said before, we had a few questions um, and I want to make sure I get those in for, from the people and let's see what we got here. So, um, looks like IG, I'm on IG um, and Hassan um, Khalif, shouts to him. Um, he wanted to know what did I think about the Redbone video that he sent me. And, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm drawing a blank on the Redbone video. I'm going to try to search it while we're talking red right now. Give me a second. Um, but I, I don't recall the video, to be completely honest with you, bro. Um, and let's see. Oh, no, I take that back. OK, cool. So I do remember. I just searched it and look. Um Redbone was a visual. It was an animated visual that um, Hassan um, released, um, and it is very dope video. I actually love the whole concept of the video. It gives you that. Um, I forgot the. <clears throat> excuse me. There was a movie or something like that. Um, I forgot the name of the movie, but it gives you that feel. It's, it's a very the animation portion of it is very artsy is is oh, i wish i can remember the movie but the inspiration feels like it comes from that movie but it's a very dope visual you guys should definitely check it out you can um, actually look on our site just uh, go to straight out com and search red bone and you'll see the video it's the first visual that pops up um he also asked about <clears throat> excuse me asked about um a new video faster that um uh, oh, wildlife vid video featuring Side of Prince that he's actually dropping today um, or tonight. So I should have that in my inbox tonight. And hopefully you guys have that tomorrow. I think he was just plugging that. Shouts to that. I, I, I get you, dude. Do what you got to do. Um, I did see some snippets of that video and it does look like it's going to be dope. I actually enjoyed his song. Um, so shouts to him. And if you want to follow him on um, Instagram, it is Hassan. Thank God. That's H-A-S-S-A-N. Thank God. G-O-D. Um check him out there uh definitely a dope producer um and, and rapper that you guys can enjoy his music he's worked with kanye and a couple other people as well um and okay so let me see here uh because uh cyk that's because cy c-a-d-a he won't like oh he's been funny he's like you don't have any kata in your serato i do have some kato kata in my serato man you got some good music and keep sending it to me <clears throat> And mentioning, uh, speaking of Serato, this here is, uh, I guess, for, for you listeners of the podcast and people that are in the Atlanta area, just know that I have picked up DJing and, I, and I've been practicing quite often um, to myself and just trying to figure out the best way um, to learn this thing. But um, I do plan to start hitting the circuit and doing some shows uh, here and there. So just be on the lookout for that. That's part of the planning Uh excuse me, later on, um, this year. So try to see if I have any more questions. Um, uh, it looks like that's, that's it for this week. Um, I do appreciate you guys sending those questions. Please, uh, make sure that you keep sending those questions in. Um, shout out to the homie DJ Eternity over at, uh, Elite Music. I did that for no reason. Uh, we've been talking back and forth about some stuff, so I definitely want to give him a shout out. Uh, he's good people over there and he has a dope site that you should definitely check out and, and build a relationship with him. Um, he has some good stuff going over there at Elite Music, um, dot net. Um, but other than that, that's it for this week. 
Um, I do appreciate you guys listening. Once again, um, this is the Straight Out the Den podcast. Um, if you guys have any other questions, feel free to send those to me um, at podcast at straightoutthedent.com. You can always text those to me as well, um, but I'm not going to give out my number again. So you have to find the podcast where I gave out my number and feel free to text me at any time. Just don't call me because I will not pick up the phone. I repeat, I will not pick up the phone if I don't have your number saved in my phone. So uh, text me as much as you want. But other than that, I'm not picking up the phone. I just want to make sure I clarify that. But um, I do appreciate you guys for listening. Um, What else do we have this week? I'm trying to make sure. Oh, um, we have an event going on. So if you do plan to be in the Atlanta area, February 12th. Uh, we, we have a concert that's going to be at the music room. There's, uh, some dope performers there. Everybody will be backed by the live band, uh, third generation. Um, you definitely want to make sure you show up. It's going to be a great experience. It's only $10. Uh, I think we may have a few pre-sale, pre-sale tickets left. Um, and you can check that out at Pump and Gumption. Uh, that's P-U-P-P-U-M-P-I-N-G-U-M-P-T-I-O-N dot eventbrite.com go there and you can get those tickets uh, right now like i said once again it's february 12th it's going to be an early show doors open at 5 30 ladies are free before 8 p.m and uh we have jay coop rod mccoy div dub uh fleetwood fred uh yfp red coat the poet fresh ali milestone john michaels marissa janine k Dene, fly mind poets truth and it's all hosted by axj uh we got Music by DJ Reef and DJ Ray Vibe. Um, and like I said, it's backed by the live band Third Shift Generation. Uh, I'm going to have a few pop-up shops, too, by Classic Wisdom and OFTOM. Uh, so make sure you guys come in and check us out. That's at the Music Room in Atlanta, Georgia, on February 12th. Doors open at 530. Um, yeah, other than that, that's it. So I, I do appreciate you guys for listening once again. Uh, make sure you follow me on all things social media. Everything is straight out the den. That's S-T-R, the number eight, O-U-T-D-A-D-E-N. And as I always end these podcasts, remember, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. And with that being said, I'm Jay Good, Straight Out the Den. Thank you for listening. See you next week.